It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, boy. I tell you, if it were easy, there'd be a lot more Reds fans just going crazy about this team and being so excited about what the Reds can bring to the table here in 2021. But they don't make it easy. We're going to talk about why the Cincinnati Reds are good asterisk. And uh, we're going to preview this Mets series. We're going to start with game one, Jared Eikhoff versus Vladimir Gutierrez. That is all coming up here on today's Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Thanks for joining me. Let's get going. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Today, we are going to talk about a very frustrating weekend, a sobering weekend. Uh, we were all very excited. The The excitement level, the confidence level was through the roof at the All-Star break. Winning three out of four against the Milwaukee Brewers will do that for you. And then losing three out of three to the same Milwaukee Brewers will kind of kill it. That was a buzzkill of a weekend. We'll get into that here in just a minute. Before we do, make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast right here on YouTube and make sure you're following me on whatever app you're currently listening to. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Lockdown Reds and save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone for comments, questions, reactions. If you want to blow up about this team, if you got questions on what's going to happen during this trade deadline season, which Make no mistake about it. There definitely needs to be some happenings. Hit me up. 513-549-0159. All right. Let's start by saying this, and you're going to laugh. The Cincinnati Reds are good. Notice, though, I got that little asterisk right there. Because this team can hit. This team has great hitters at the top of the lineup that will produce runs. They ran into a little bit of a buzzsaw that was this Milwaukee Brewers pitching staff, which, make no mistake about it, is one of the best in the league, in the National League or the American League. So if you if you watch this series and you saw the number of runs that the Reds scored and you said, boy, this, this uh, lineup isn't good, then you haven't watched much baseball this year because the Brewers are a good pitching team, a team that runs come at a premium. And the Reds had plenty of base running mistakes in this, and that was one of the smaller reasons as to why the series went so poorly. But the biggest asterisk of all of it, and and, and they've got great starting pitching too. Now, we can talk about pitch efficiency because they weren't very efficient in this series. Brewers hitters made them work, made them throw a ton of pitches. You didn't see guys going deep like you were hoping. None of... Luis Castillo, Sonny Gray, or Tyler Malley gave you the number of innings that you were hoping for for top of the rotation. Guys, it just was a bad weekend for them. But the asterisk 
is the bullpen. Make no mistake about it, they looked good in the month of June. And there, right before the All-Star break, they had a lot of good performances. So much so to the fact you had Nick Castellanos in the postgame saying, look at that, people talking crap about our bullpen. They don't know what they're talking about. And as much as I would love to agree with them, we saw the top of the spectrum. We saw the ceiling. We saw the best that they could be. But here's the deal with that. That's not how they're always going to pitch. There's going to be some frustrations. And the biggest part about that is the fact that they don't throw strikes on the consistent regular basis. And when they do, they get killed, i.e. Sean Doolittle. But you just have so many guys that come out here and there are a wide range of outcomes that can happen. When you are relying on Amir Garrett, who has been super shaky all season long, he can come out and strike out the side, or he can come out and give up six runs. When you're relying <clears throat> excuse me, on a rookie in Ryan Hendricks, who has shown plenty of talent, but a little bit of a lack of control and the propensity to walk people. And when you're relying on waiver claims out the wazoo, you're going to get a bullpen that on some days pitches scoreless innings, whether it be three or four innings or five innings, and then you're going to get some days where they just blow up every single loss in this series. Okay, well, Sonny Gray kind of didn't have such a great fifth inning there on Sunday, but it can be blamed on this bullpen because Amir Garrett came in and gave up a couple of runs in both of his appearances, and the Brewers summarily took the lead as soon as the Reds' bullpen came into the picture. So the Reds are good with an asterisk. They will make the playoffs if they get bullpen help. They will win this division if the front office goes out and gets some bullpen help. And here's the problem with that. We are relying on a leadership team, the ownership group that runs this Reds team who started this fire in the first place. So if they go and they get bullpen help, this is not time to be like, hey, let's praise these guys. Let's, they really did good work. It's like saying the guy who tore down the building and rebuilt it somehow is uh, to give credit for the fact that he built a beautiful building whenever he tore down a perfectly fine one in the first place. That was a really terrible announcement. Whatever. The, the point is, we're, we're saying that what the front office does here in this trade deadline season should give ownership the credit. Ownership turned this team into what it is. A great lineup, a pretty good starting rotation with a terrible bullpen that has cost them many games this season. They are still over 500. They're still in this hunt. But because the seven-game series that was the four in Milwaukee and the three in Cincinnati – surrounding the all-star break goes to Milwaukee because by sweeping the Reds, they win four out of seven and they gain a game in the standings. Now the Reds are backed up against the wall again. They have been backed up against the wall for the last two seasons. These were supposed to be the seasons that they were in contention, that they were constantly at the top of the conversation for a playoff team. And now here we are. A fatal flaw is dooming this team if they do not fix it this team will not make the playoffs so yes the reds are still good if they get some more bullpen reinforcements we're going to keep talking about that all week long especially as the trade deadline is looming here in a couple of weeks they've got to go do something they cannot sit on their hands and hope and and think that 
the absolute best will happen because it is very obvious that if they thought this was a playoff team, they were planning for the best and hoping that the worst didn't happen. What does everyone tell you when it comes to planning? Hope for the best, plan for the worst. We'll see what they do. We'll see what they do because this fan base cannot take much more. And you saw the uh, responses. There were some people that were, you know, chiding fans for going too crazy. There was plenty of people that were saying doom and gloom and things like that. And earlier on in the season, I was kind of with them. I was joining the throng and saying, don't, don't quit on this team too quick. But we have reached an impasse. We have reached a point in the season that if the Reds don't get help, there's no playoffs happening for this ball club. And they will go down as a pretty good team that probably finishes at or slightly above 500, but is nowhere near the playoff picture because they did not go and contend with the likes of Milwaukee, who goes and trades for Willie Adamas. And they get Rowdy Telez, who really, Telez hasn't been that much, but they're doing stuff. They're going out. They're making moves. The Reds are sitting on their hands saying, let's get healthy. Let's wait. Let's see what happens. When you wait and you see what happens and you wait for health, then you kind of put yourself into a corner that, hey, Michael Lorenzen's healthy. And then he's not because you cannot guarantee a player's health in a game that lasts as long as an MLB season does. Anyway, we'll, we'll get off that. We'll focus on ahead, but that was my takeaway from this weekend. The Reds are a good team. They can really compete with the likes of the tops of the NL playoff picture, except for the fact that if it comes down to the bullpen, they will lose. They've got to improve that bullpen if they want to play into October. And we'll continue talking more about that, but that's just, that's, that's the reality of it. I mean, we can sit here and try and paint a pretty picture of what the Reds are. I can give you stat after stat that's saying, hey, look, it's it's promising. It's on the up and up. Look, it could get better. But there's this other thing over here that will make sure it doesn't get better if the Reds don't fix it. And that is the bullpen. All right, let's focus ahead. Let's take a look at this Mets series game one tonight with Jared Eikhoff on the mound. We'll talk about him here in just a minute. Before we get into that, though, I wanted to let you know that you can still get in on the action at betonline.ag and start making money off your sports knowledge today. Set up your profile and type in the promo code locked on. You'll get 50% added onto your initial deposit, and you can bet on great lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA Finals. They've got MMA, boxing, NFL futures as the season gets closer. Training camps just around the corner. And they've got all kind of great stuff, whether it comes to other sports like soccer, they got reality TV, award shows, all that good stuff is at betonline.ag. So set up your profile today and type in the promo code locked on and get 50% added onto your initial deposit. Plus, from time to time, I'll have a tip or two for you that you can take to the bank. Now, the last one, the Rockies one, that didn't quite work out so well, but hey. Not everyone's going to hit because I'm not perfect, but I have good feelings when it comes to Major League Baseball, and I'll impart those to you every so often. Don't have one for you today, but I do have that promo code locked on where you can get 50% added onto your initial deposit at betonline.ag. 
This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, so the Reds are facing the Mets, who are ahead in the NL East. It's a tight race in the East. You've got some teams that have been underperforming that are really starting to come into their own. And the Mets have been a good team all season long, but they've kind of had their issues with injuries and competing with different teams and things like that. They actually kind of had a tough series against the Pirates in Pittsburgh this past weekend. So how do they bounce back? They're coming to Cincinnati, who also had a very tough weekend, who is looking to bounce back. There's going to be some good baseball had these next couple of nights. Jared Eikhoff takes the mound for the Mets. He's only pitched in three games so far this season. So it's not as if we have a ton of information for a large sample size. You can look at baseball savant and you see that his average exit velocity he allows is almost 93 miles an hour, which is way above league average. He only strikes out 10% of the batters he faces, but he doesn't walk that many either. Only walks about 6%, but he has an expected batting average allowed of 336 and expected slugging of 687. So yes, from what he has pitched, he gives up some good numbers and maybe the Reds can get some runs on the board and get back to feeling good about things right now because this is yet another point in the season where we look and we say, how do the Reds respond? How did they respond to the Padres? They ended up building up a nice little win total after that rough series. How did they respond to the tough loss to the Royals? They responded well. How do they respond to getting swept by their division rivals who are ahead of them in the standings now? by eight games they've got their backs against the wall it's time to win because when you come down to it you can give every positive statistic you can think of at the end of the day it's about wins and losses so tonight they have a shot with Eikhoff on the mound he has a pretty normal pitch mix four seam fastball slider change and curve he throws the four seamer almost 50 percent of the time slider just a tick over 30 percent of the time and then he mixes the change in the curve in there just under the rest of the 20% of the way. And neither pitch is really that crazy. You're not looking at any specific pitch and saying, oh boy, this is going to be tough for the Reds to hit. I think that this is a guy that if they have solid at-bats, which they're pretty good at doing, make no mistake about it, Corbin Burns carved him up, but Corbin Burns is one of the three best pitchers in the National League. I know that you probably saw him in the All-Star game. You said, this guy can be had. The lineup can score on him. He almost pitched a complete game shutout on Sunday with all of that being said. So 
he was pounding the strike zone. Looks like Jared Eikhoff's going to do about the same thing with that low walk rate. So the Reds need to be ready for this because he gives up a hard hit percentage of 43.8% of the time. It'll be interesting to see if Castellanos is in the lineup, if maybe he can take advantage of him, if Jesse Winker can. But we are looking at a situation where I think the Reds should, should have a good line, at least on paper, a good night for the lineup tonight. Right-handed pitcher is Eikhoff. His three games so far, he started in two. His last game was a relief appearance. He pitched uh, two and two-thirds innings against the Pirates back on July 11th, and he gave up two earned runs, two homers were those two earned runs, threw 50 pitches in those two and two-thirds innings, and the other two outings were starts. The most he went, he did pitch six innings against the Washington Nationals. However, he gave up five earned runs in a game that the Mets lost eight to four. So how does the lineup react? On the other side of the equation, when you're looking at the Mets, their lineup, it lives and dies with Pete Alonzo. Dude is a killer. You saw him in the home run derby. He can hit the ball a really long way and he can do it quite a bit because he is an awesome hitter. How do Vladimir Gutierrez and the guys coming in out of the bullpen, how do they deal with him in the lineup will go a long way to be the final score of this game, I believe, because if there are guys on base, he's probably going to bring them in. You got to pitch to him very carefully. The rest of the lineup, you got Jeff McNeil, who's just barely coming back off injury. He isn't the dominant Jeff McNeil that we saw in 2019. But that doesn't mean that that talent is still there. He still barely strikes out at all, 13% of the time, which is amazing how great that is in this day and age where strikeouts are just so commonplace, but only 13% of the time for Jeff McNeil. So they'll have to be careful around him. The rest of the lineup, though, looks pretty tameable if Vladimir Gutierrez is on his game. We'll talk about that here in just a minute because he's looked a little bit better as of recent. He had some struggles there in the end of June, a couple of starts that made his ERA and things like that look way more pedestrian than we were accustomed to before that. So we'll see what we get out of him against the Metropolitans tonight at Great American Ballpark. That's coming up later tonight, though. And before we get into talking about Gutierrez, I wanted to let you know that you can get the best tasting protein bar on the market, bar none, for 15% off. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll save 15% off your next order, and you can choose from one of their amazing flavors. They've got so many different flavors to look at there on their website. You can go check out. you got Cherry Barcia, my favorite. You've got Coconut. I, I always say it tastes like a mountains bar. It literally does. Peanut butter brownie, mint chocolate brownie. They've got great limited time flavors that they like to rotate in and out. Check them out today at BuiltBar.com and use that promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% off your next order. They're made with 100% real chocolate. That's where the flavor comes from. But they've also got less than 4 grams of net carbs, less than 4 grams of sugar, and up to 17, sometimes 18 grams of protein. They will take your snack game and send it to the major leagues. That's BuiltBar.com and the promo code LOCKED15. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right. So tonight the Reds need to bounce back. It's time to get back on that winning side. And they've got Goody on the mound. His last two starts have been Gucci. He's gone six innings in each one of them, given up two earned runs or less in both of them. He did have zero strikeouts in his last inning against the Brewers, which I couldn't tell you the last time a Reds pitcher went six innings and didn't strike out anybody, but it was an efficient outing. 84 pitches in that uh, performance. That's actually his second lowest pitch total of something, uh, at least in the last month, four and a third against the Padres in which he kind of got blown up. And I like this stat. I, I saw this the other day. Basically, if you take out his performances against the Padres, he is phenomenal. A guy that can pitch on the mound. That's why he's got already a war, at least according to baseballreference.com of one and we're only halfway through the season in his rookie year so how does he continue to respond tonight going up against the Mets we'll have to see exactly how that works out because like I mentioned those last three of the uh, last starts he had six starts in the month of June his final three starts saw two of those against the Padres and both of those One was a five-inning affair, allowing five earned runs. The other was four and a third, allowing six earned runs. And in both starts together, he allowed four long balls. So he's allowed a total of four long balls the rest of the season. I almost said three. He's allowed a total of four long balls against teams not named the Padres. So can he limit Pete Alonzo and the damage that he can do? Plus, you also look at Dom Smith. Dominic Smith is a pretty good bat in the middle of that Mets lineup as well. How does he deal with those guys? It's going to be interesting to see because we've gotten a lot of great pitching from him all season long, and I'm glad that he's in the rotation. It's interesting to note that you know people are talking, and we'll talk more about Jeff Hoffman and his start coming up on Wednesday, but everyone was wondering why Jeff Hoffman is still going to get this start. At first, I was like questioning it because that means that one guy's going to have to leave. But David Bell is doing this, so they kind of give the rotation a few more off days here during this homestand. Given a six-man rotation, kind of pushes some guys back, allows them to take an extra day of rest. And I, I'm okay with that. Going from a 60-game season to a 162-game season was always the question of how will the starting pitching respond? How will they go from making 11 or, you know, yeah, about 11 starts last year to making upwards of 30 this year? That's going to be taxing on the arm. So anytime you can kind of extend those rest days could be an important thing. And the fact that Goody is still going to be in the rotation, I believe that he's going to remain in the rotation after this period of extended rest. But what he does tonight is going to go a long way toward that. I think it's going to be another good performance. He has been a solid pitcher 
And in situations where he gets into trouble, he doesn't seem to crumble. He doesn't start trying to over pitch and start trying to nibble. And then you walk guys and you make things worse. He's been pretty good about pitching to weak contact when he needs to. Now, the peripherals still aren't amazing on him when you look at some of the things like average exit velocity allowed and things like that. And the strikeout and walk percentage still needs to get better on both ends. He needs to walk less, strike out more. But he has managed to take all those peripherals and still bottle it up into a pretty successful number five starter. That's what you want to see. And hopefully he can continue that here tonight. On the light up side of things, we mentioned Castellanos maybe back, maybe not. I I don't mind if he's not. I, I think there's a lot of people that are like, why is he not playing? He's not on the injured list and he didn't break anything. He should be all right. I want that to be careful. I don't want it to uh, don't want David Bell to rush him back and possibly injure him to the point where he does need to go on the IL because the the impact of him on the field in the lineup cannot be overstated. We saw it yesterday. There just wasn't that spark. There were a couple of guys getting on base, but there wasn't that spark in the middle of the lineup. And here recently, the last couple of games, Joey Votto has been a little bit more pedestrian, even though he's there in the middle of the lineup. So he's not been making up for the absence of Nick Castellanos. How does that happen tonight? We'll have to see because they're facing a guy that they should hit. Jared Eikhoff is absolutely no Corbin Burns. So if we're sitting here uh, tomorrow on the podcast and talking about another shutout, it's going to be a little bit frustrating. We'll see how that all goes. Tonight's game starts at 710 at Great American Ballpark, and we will be reacting to what happens tomorrow. I've also got some thoughts looking at some more guys that they could possibly go after here in this bullpen. I did see the comment on Twitter. Somebody was asking, like, why give up a top four prospect for possible bullpen help? Why would you be giving up a top four prospect for bullpen help? Like nobody's doing that. There, there's been trades made by other teams, but you're not seeing huge prospects go for these trades. Sometimes you're like, oh, it's the 11th, it's the 12th. We're not even talking about top 10 guys. So yeah, nobody's saying trade a top four prospect for bullpen help because yeah, that would be a little bit frustrating. They can probably get bullpen help for not as um, taxing as that anyway. They need to do something, and we'll talk about some more ideas for that on tomorrow's podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast, though. Now, make sure you go check out the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast hosted by Aram Layton. He takes a look at farm systems around the major leagues and gives you updates on prospects for all of the biggest teams. Check him out, Locked On MLB Prospects, wherever you get your podcast but that'll do it here for the lockdown reds podcast make sure you're subscribed and you follow the podcast on whatever app you're currently listening to and follow me on twitter at jeff Carr with three f's and follow the show at lockdown reds but that'll do it for us today i'll talk to each and every one of you tomorrow Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.